Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Goldmaking, presented by Dark Shore Capital. Today is June 14th, 2021. Before we get into anything, I do want to apologize for missing last week. If you didn't know, there is a kind of a big thing that happened uh, recently with the launch of the Burning Crusade Classic, which wasn't something I thought I was going to be that interested in. However, that turned out not to be true. So, uh, more on that in a little bit, but we're back onto the regular schedule and let's get into it with the weekly stand-up. Excellent segue. Since what have I been doing over the past two weeks, I've really just been playing the Burning Crusade. I know that I'm going to regret it in the near future, but yeah, kind of leaving retail by the wayside is uh, is what's been happening. I need to get back on that horse a little bit because uh, yeah, not patch 9.1 is definitely coming soon. Uh, there's lots of opportunities you need to be taken advantage of before that comes. Uh, what I'm planning on doing uh, over the next week uh, LMC stands for Legendary Material Collection. That's uh, related to retail legendary stuff. Uh, a little bit more on that actually in a little bit. And then uh, the Rune Cloth Shuffle. This pertains to the Burning Crusade. Again, we'll be going a little bit more in depth about that slightly later in the episode, but that's kind of been my main focus over the past two weeks as far as gold making goes in the Burning Crusade. That alongside uh, really just kind of just selling everything. Got a bit of a kind of a mini cartel going on where uh, I'm getting a bunch of various materials and things getting sent to me. So just setting up all the TSM operations to get that up and running and just uh, liquidate all the stuff that we need because uh, I've got a lot of epic mounts to pay for in the near future. Uh, and then lastly, access to materials is kind of the biggest uh, limiting factor at the moment. That stands for both Burning Crusade and retail. Uh, yeah, I just need more cheap materials. <clears throat> uh, so we're going to keep the market update pretty quick here. Um, token prices in the U.S. up to 1,089 gold. Sorry, 189,000 gold, which that's that's definitely up significantly. So looks like I'm kind of eating my words a little bit on saying that the token price might not actually move that much, or at least uh, <laughs> in saying that other people being so confident it would move. It has moved. There it is. Uh, the numbers don't lie. That's definitely up at least twenty, thirty thousand. So, uh, yeah, uh, EU as well. Two hundred and seventy-eight thousand gold is the current price as of this recording. That's definitely up about the same amount. Uh, if you're watching the video or want to look at the slides later, I did include the past two weeks summaries for Activision Blizzard stock. Uh, you know, of course, the information is readily available on the internet as well if you so desire to look at it. Current price of uh, ATVI. Somewhere around $97 per share. Cool. So we're going to get into the news. Uh, we're going to start with Burning Crusade news. So they claimed, this was last week, to have upgraded the auction house to improve performance. I got to say, I don't know if it really did all that much. The The biggest thing that I've noticed uh, affecting auction house performance over the past couple of weeks has been uh, just the amount of load from players using it. Um, for example, I was just checking the auction house just now, and there was, you know, probably one, 200 people just standing around in the Stormwind auction house. And yeah, it was running pretty slow. Um, but in previous weeks, such as, you know, in the first few days of the expansion getting launched, uh, where there was like three people in the auction house, it was working great. So I think it's really just kind of comes down to, uh, how much usage it is getting. The engineering schematic for Elemental Sephorium Charge is now available from the Consortium Faction vendors. I did read something 
that uh, somebody was surprised that this was not in the game up until a week ago uh, because it is required for <clears throat> the epic engineering helicopter mount. Uh, somebody had gotten all the stuff together and then went and found out like, oh, I can't actually craft this thing. So it looks like they fixed that. That's good. Um, and then they've adjusted the reagents on a laundry list of enchants. Um, not really sure what the deal is with that, but there's the list uh, if you want to read it on the slides or look at it on the video. Cool. All right. So this, uh, going back to retail World of Warcraft, um, 9.1 Shadowlands, they did announce the seasonal fix for the Mythic Plus Season 2. It's basically going to be Torghast. I haven't looked into it too much. Seems kind of silly. I, I don't really know if it has much implication for gold making other than maybe more people will be interested in Mythic Plus. I don't know. It's hard to kind of gauge the interest based on it so far. It probably will be a net zero gain uh, for the first season. So probably about the same um, expectations when it comes to consumables in retail. Uh, another more interesting piece of news, however, is at least on the PTR, there are only two types of raid BOE for each armor type. No jewelry, no cloaks, no anything that's uh, universal. So I believe this is overall fewer than we have currently. Um, but it sounds like they just removed the jewelry stuff. Because um, I believe there's two armor types or two slots per armor type at the current raid. Um, I don't know. This will be kind of interesting to watch it play out because... Um, yeah, obviously the the more universal pieces have a little bit more appeal. There's a little bit more of a demand for them since uh, theoretically more people can use them. Of course, there's going to be a larger supply of those. Um, I don't know. I don't really know if this is any kind of information to really like make any decisions right now about, but maybe just uh, something to keep in mind going forward. Um, there's just going to be fewer raid BOEs to be dealing with when it comes to BOE flipping in 9.1. So there was a, there's been actually a slew of uh, interviews with World of Warcraft developers uh, done by various members of the community. And the most recent one was a, one about PvP specifically. And the one important thing I did want to talk about there was regarding RBG and arena boosting. In typical Blizzard fashion, they did not provide much information other than acknowledging it and they're investigating it for the next PvP season. So any of you out there are making money, making gold, uh, doing boosting in PvP, maybe uh, maybe consider diversifying your portfolio a bit because they might be looking to, to shut this down. I think that's what they mean by investigating. Okay, and then lastly, some pretty big news. Uh, Trade Skill Master 4.11 is on the horizon. They just started doing the beta test for it. Uh, the key things to note for the new version, most importantly, of course, the Shadowlands crafting support. Uh, this allows the Trade Skill Master Profession window to adequately handle uh, all the various optional reagents that have been introduced with Shadowlands. So that's very excellent. Um, these guys always do a fantastic job. Um, item level grouping, uh, which is so right now in Trade Skill Master, you can choose to add an item to a group and you can have it ignore item variations. So, like all those like suffixes the, of the eagle, of the tiger, of the whatever. Or, or not, and so they're going to add another kind of um, classification for that, which is just eye level. Uh, this will be helpful with dealing with the different eye levels of Shadowlands crafted gear, right? The, the different optional reagents cause the product to have different item levels, so you'll be able to make groups specifically for different item levels. 
fantastic, excellent change. Um, this is going to be huge to, to help people out with the crafting and, and doing a little bit more automation of the work behind getting profits with those crafts. I'm definitely looking forward to getting into that a little bit more with 9.1 um, because that's sort of part of the plan with 9.1 is to do a lot of crafting. Uh, item drag and drop within groups. This is just a, a nice little quality of life thing. Currently, you can kind of drag and drop the, the groups themselves when you want to rearrange them, but it looks like they're going to be adding item support as well. So if you want to like just take one item out of a group, you can just drag and drop it. Excellent. That's just a nice quality of life thing. And then uh, lastly, the region-wide classic and TBC data is going to be available. So I believe this refers to the regional sale averages, uh, like you know the, the percentage chance of an item being sold. So that'll be available for classic stuff as well now too. Uh, I've provided a link here in the slide or it'll be on the description of wherever you're consuming the podcast or video uh, to go see the blog post they made about it. If you have Trade Skill Master Premium, which if you're making gold, you should, because those guys are amazing, you should support them. Uh, you'll be invited to the beta whenever they get the emails out. Otherwise, you can sign up for the beta and get on the list uh, to test it out. So yeah, I'll be definitely be doing this in the coming weeks to give it a test, give some feedback, and see what the new features are like. All right, so main topic for this week. I kind of want to do something maybe a little bit different than normal and kind of do a bit of a retrospective on how... I've been making gold in the Burning Crusade so far. So we're going to title the, the section Looking for Value because that's really kind of the theme of how my uh, Burning Crusade experience has gone so far. Uh, so, you know, think about what it is you're going to do, what's going on in the game, and where can you fulfill a need that isn't being met? All right, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let that kind of marinate there for a second. And we're actually going to hop on over to the game, which I know is a, uh, <laughs> a break from re the usual... Uh, that we do on these podcasts, but um, I figured it'd be good to illustrate sort of what I've been doing. Okay, so the character I've been playing in the Burning Crusade is a mage, uh, tailoring and enchanting professions, and in the course of uh, getting that character ready for the Burning Crusade, I uh, tried to get as much of those uh, professions leveled up in the, the two weeks before uh, Burning Crusade was actually released. And doing that, you know, I was researching the different ways to level the professions, what materials are needed, etc., etc., etc. There's a pretty big uh, kind of wall around the rune cloth level and tailoring, um, and the kind of like the highest level classic enchanting materials as well. So, um, if you don't know, tailoring is uh, pretty much not like required, but it's pretty much required for anyone who wants to be quote unquote competitive in endgame content as a cloth wearer. Uh, the crafted gear you have available to you uh, has some set bonuses which require tailoring to even activate the set bonus. And those pieces are, are or very close to the best gear you can get at the beginning and throughout most of the expansion, it seems. So, ergo, a lot of people are leveling up their tailoring. And, you know, what pairs well with tailoring, of course, enchanting. So, um, what I noticed was the price of enchanting materials needed to get through like the mid 200s in enchanting in TBC uh, were ripe for a shuffle. So Lesser Eternal Essence, Dream Dust, and then these awful small brilliant shards, which are worthless, um, all come from various runecloth belts and things. Runecloth belts were the, the things that I wound up making the most of uh, because it was just the uh, the best price ratio for the shuffle 
And yeah, I basically just noticed that like, you know, when you're leveling up your tailoring, you need to craft runecloth belts. When you're leveling up your enchanting, you need to use a lot, a lot, and I mean a lot of dream dust. So yeah, I just plugged in the stuff on TSM and realized like, yeah, I can, I can just literally make a profit shuffling runecloth into runecloth belts into dream dust. And as you can see here, over the past 11, 14 days, I have sold 1,200 gold worth of just these enchanting materials that come just from the runecloth belts. If we take away the group filter here, you'll notice that the total gold for the 14th period is almost 3,000. So that's a, that's a pretty significant portion of the overall um, money I've made over the past two weeks. Yeah, so I was really I was really happy with realizing that because not only was it a great money maker, but I was able to just get my tailoring up to 300 by making money, right? Like the the, the runecloth belt recipe turns green pretty early on, but I made so many of them that just you know just eventually got to 300, which is great. And then I could start looking at other things like nether weave and um, arcane dust. Uh, for those are the burning crusade materials. Uh, so, so a couple things I wanted to note that I think were major factors that went into how this uh, was able to be possible. So runecloth still drops from the mobs in Outland. And that's crucial because uh, when you're questing through Hellfire Peninsula, when you're questing through Zangomarsh, all the NPCs will be dropping both Netherweave and runecloth. Uh, what do people do with all this runecloth? Well, they're just going to get rid of it because like, it's, it's pretty much useless to most people. Like Everyone's focused on the, the Burning Crusade stuff, right? Like the Netherweave, all the, all the new stuff. So I was able to get quite a few <laughs> runecloth, as you can see, as I'm scrolling through here. I put like five silver as kind of my maximum price that I was willing to pay for it. And yeah, as you can see, I bought a lot of runecloth uh, over this time period and literally just sent it over to the mage and had, it, had, had my mage crafted into belts to be disenchanted. It was a great little shuffle. Uh, it seems though that the rune cloth has gone up a little bit in price. I don't know if we can see here. So yeah, the minimum buyout right now, five silver, 65 copper, nine silver market value. So yeah, it's definitely gone up a little bit in price. And I believe that's because fewer and fewer people are just questing in Hellfire, Peninsula, and Zanger Marsh anymore. Just because they've progressed in their leveling. And at some point, rune cloth stops dropping from the mobs. So it was, it was definitely nice while it lasted. Definitely going to be keeping my eye on it still because obviously it was a great moneymaker. But uh, yeah, probably going to have to move on to some bigger and better things shortly. Now, uh, another thing that I did want to go over in regards to looking for value was... Uh, why are we not seeing anything anymore? Oh, we're in purchases, that's why. Yeah, so recipes. All right, so a bunch of formulas here for various things which sold for like some honestly very obscene prices. I think I don't think anything in this list vendors you can buy from the vendor for more than a couple gold. Uh, and yeah, you can see that the profits on these guys are just absolutely obscene. So uh, Formula Ruined, Arcane Rod, and Formula Enchant Cloak Superior Defense are two of the recipes that are listed on WoW Professions when you go look up like TBC Enchanting Guide. They literally tell you Go camp the, the vendor and buy these recipes. Of course, not everyone's going to go camp the vendor. It's a limited supply. It's kind of annoying. It's out in Moonglade. Blah, 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 blah. They're willing to pay a premium, obviously. Uh, you know, 43 gold, 42 gold for these things uh, at the highest. Like, it's absurd. And really, all you had to do is just, when I had some time AFK, I would just 
plot my character down to that vendor and just tab in and check it every once in a while. And yeah. And then uh, had a, have a druid friend who's actually currently leveling up too. And I was like, look, druid friend, every time you teleport to Moonglade, go check this vendor. If you see the things there, buy them out, send them to me. It will be worth so much gold. Uh, same deal here. These Wicked Leather Gauntlets, I don't know specifically. I assume that they are needed uh, for leveling up leatherworking. But yeah, I was just running through Western Plaguelands to go help my friends in Scarlet Monastery. Checked a vendor. Saw these things that were, you know, oh, 20 gold market value? Sure, I'll buy it for whatever it was, like a gold. Sure enough, sold for 65. So yeah, that's one thing I absolutely love about Classic is all these limited supply recipes that could just make you so much gold if you just pay attention to them and are willing to kind of throw them up. I don't know if the, yeah, these imbued netherweave items too. This is one that um, the profit margin is not as quite as good as on these since they do cost six gold to buy, but still that's, that's good profit. So um, that pretty much summarizes what I've been doing to make gold in the Burning Crusade. Um, really just trying to have the presence of mind to think like, all right, I'm going through all this tailoring and enchanting leveling stuff. I bet other people are too. I wonder if there's a, a difference in value that I can take advantage of and like simultaneously help myself out, help these other people out, make a bunch of gold in the process. There you go. Again, some of these methods might not be as lucrative um, in the coming weeks and months, but uh, the principles are all still the same. You can still look for value in places and ultimately, to get back to the slide, what you're trying to do is find a need that is not being met and do the work to fill that need and you will make gold. End of story. All right, <laughs> let's move on to the bullish and bearish slide. Uh, no real big changes on this guy. Um, yeah, so I even have it down here, right? TBC profession guide mats. Like seriously, those those WoW professions guides where they just have like the recommended whatevers. Look at those things if you have them, like if you have good ways to acquire those materials, it's a great way to make money because that's literally what everyone and their mother is going to be buying up in order to actually level their professions, which a lot of people are loving their professions right now in TBC because they're actually important and really interesting. All right, let's move on to some questions. Uh, first question, how do you avoid going AFK during long crafting queues? All right, so when I first read this question, I thought in the back of my head, like, I wonder if this person's using LVUI because LVUI has this really cool feature where if you kind of sit for five minutes, it like does this little like cinematic thing where it spins around, your character's all dancing and it's really cool. But it also interrupts your crafting, which is super annoying. So sure enough, um, when I investigated the Reddit post further, Gumdrops was like, hey, <laughs> do you have LVUI? And the guy was like, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you got to turn that off if you want to like AFK craft for a while. Um, so that's, that's like the real answer. The answer I would have said was uh, I just every once in a while tab back in and just type lol in the, in the say and that uh that gets that sorted just fine the afk goes away uh next question has anyone found the garrison grind to be worth it uh personally i have not found it to be worth it i haven't really done it since wad so i can't really speak to it however i've heard people talking about it it seems like there's still gold to be made that's one of the kind of crazy things about retail and almost intimidating things about retail is like there are so many different ways to make gold. Uh, you will find ways in just about anything to make gold if you do the math and figure it out. So yeah, if, if you know the garrison is really your thing, you'll definitely find ways to make gold with it. And then uh, lastly, how do I sell my Blink Strike and at what price? Okay, so Blink Strike is a BOE one-handed sword, which is, I assume, the best uh, one-handed weapon for any sword user in the Burning Crusade. Uh, it basically has a proc 
a chance to proc a Wind Fury, basically get an extra attack. Uh, I've seen like 5k plus regional value on TSM, so yeah, probably somewhere around there. Uh, trade chat and looking for group chat are probably your best bets. You're probably going to be looking at spending a decent amount of time just spamming to sell your stuff in there. Uh, one thing you could also take advantage of is the bid feature on the auction house. You could, you know, put it up for a, a bid of say 3000 gold, um, set yourself a timer, uh, based on however long you want to put it up there. That way you can check it and cancel the darn thing. If it doesn't get to a price that you're comfortable with, but, um, yeah, so like leave it on the auction house while you're trying to sell it in trade chat. I think that's completely reasonable. That's how I would go about doing it. It might take a while because uh, not everyone has 5,000 gold to just drop on a random BOE. So be patient. Or uh, or if you really, really just want to sell it quick, uh, sell it for like 2K and just take the money and uh, be happy with it. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. I want to thank everyone so much for listening and watching. Uh, again, I do apologize for missing the previous week. We'll get back on the horse now. Uh, I will say uh, probably going to be slanting the content for the next few weeks a little bit more towards the Grand Crusade just because like, that's what I'm interested in. And I'll be frank, if I'm not interested in it, it's probably not going to make much good content. So, so there you go. Uh, yeah, so I hope uh, everyone's enjoying playing well at the moment. Looking forward to 9.1. Hopefully you're having fun in TBC if that's what you're doing. Till next week. I'll talk to you soon and uh, happy gold making.